Hello and welcome to another fantastic episode of We're Not Fucking Historians with me, Hazel Hayes. And me, Shane Todd. That puts a lot of pressure on me because it's my episode. Like, I'm the <laughs> expert does. on this episode. I knew you were leading this episode, so I thought, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Potentially the Pressure's greatest on. podcast be episode of all time. <laughs> it better win awards. It better win, like, a Pulitzer Prize and a Nobel Peace Prize at the same time. Oh, do you think we could get awards? That'd be good. What award would you um, like to win? I'd like I think to win a mobile. If we were, yeah, if we were like a bit better and yeah. submitted for awards, then sure. Yeah, I'd like to win Breakthrough Act at the Mobos for sure. This podcast, I would like this podcast okay. to win Best Breakthrough Act at the Mobos. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think it would surprise a lot of people. <laughs> It'd get a lot would. of people talking. It would surprise me. <laughs> surprise the hell out of me. Has an Irish person ever won a mobile? Samantha Mumble might have won a mobile. Oh my god, you're obsessed. Yeah, do you know what? Yeah, maybe she has. But it's a body. I don't even know if that's one of hers. Anyway. We do know that body to body was one of hers because as we famously discussed, it's in that car crash ad. Yeah, do you know what I like? You said that <laughs> like you were talking body. about a very serious historical thing. You went, we do, we can confirm that that is one of Samantha Mumba's we can trace that song back to one of the back catalogue of Samantha Mumble. We've carbon dated that song to a while back. Yeah, we've we've had a deep dig and that is one of into Samantha Mumble's back catalogue, which sounds wrong. Uh, there you go. Okay, let me stop talking about Samantha. I'll try and stop talking about Samantha Mumble. Any, I wonder if she listen to this podcast. Point does. I hope not. Oh, oh she, she can come with us to the Mobos. Anyway. If we go to the Mobos, you'll bring Samantha Mumba as your date. No. Nope. That is, I guarantee I will make that happen. No, nope. I bring my wife as my date, but Samantha Mumba just comes with us. Jesus Christ. I'll take Samantha Mumba as my date. Yes. All four of us will be there. Look, that, that sounds like fun, and this episode is going to be a lot of fun because we're talking about the tiny little Irishman with the pot of gold, not President Michael D. Higgins. It's the history of the leprechaun. <laughs> Everything you wanted to know about those little bastards we're I'll doing on this episode. Leprechauns, how have I not thought of that? It's like the most Irish thing after potatoes. Absolutely. I mean, look. And alcoholism. Yeah, and I think those leprechauns were a fan of both. I think you could definitely see a leprechaun <laughs> washing could. down a spot with a pint of, pint of porter. So I feel like people all around the world will have heard of leprechauns, will know what leprechauns are. If, if you're in Tenerife, you're walking down the strip of Place Las Americas, you'll see an Irish bar with a leprechaun on the sign. Leprechauns yeah. have been used. We'll talk about Lucky Charms. Don't worry, I know you're a fan. We'll talk about that. <laughs> but uh, according to fables, uh, what I read is that leprechauns, people know, yes, are tiny little Irishmen that take the form of an old man, but in a, in a red or a green coat, I don't know, is it because I'm from the north? I've never seen a leprechaun depicted in red, have you? No. Only ever in green. I've, I've really but... thought about that. No, they're always wearing green and little like gold or black belts, with little gold buckles. Do you think it's like a reverse of the Coca-Cola thing? You know the way Coca-Cola kind of, you know, made Santa be in red and kind of hijacked yeah. Santa a bit? Do you think like, what's green? Do you think like some company that's like, like Centra? Do you think Centra kind of like, you know, really got on that leprechaun vibe early on. And we're like, no, he's definitely green, the same colour as our brand. And they like branded and marketed and changed the leprechaun. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't know if leprechaun marketing has changed over the years. They, they like rebranded, but I don't, I haven't, 
I can't think of in my head a picture I've seen of a leprechaun in a red coat because it would just look like Santa Claus, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think that was that was maybe in in some early adaptations of of what people thought leprechauns looked like. But yeah, people people know leprechauns to be mischievous uh, little guys. Uh, they, they're into a couple yourself, of things. <laughs> they, hey. um, I mean, how much would I quickly sell out and don a full leprechaun outfit if our agent was like? Shane, that they love they love Latin America. You know, all of a sudden I'd yeah. be like, Yeah, I wanna wear my normal stage outfit, my trainers, my jeans, my t shirt. <laughs> Our agent Matthew's like, Listen, I think if you put on a full body leprechaun outfit with a hat and a wee stick and a pot of gold, uh, no for a grand, no worries. Like To no be fair, worries. if I offered you twenty quid to put a leprechaun outfit on, you would I would do it. Yeah. Uh, leprechauns like the cobble shoes and store their gold coins in a pot of gold that, as we all know, is hidden at the end of a rainbow. Something you believed... As uh, we well know. You believed that until just there now, Hayes, is that right? Yeah, well, it was was actually yourself who debunked the myth. um, (laughs) And also told me Santa Claus isn't real. Just yeah. last week, so I'm I'm really I'm working through that in therapy at the moment, and you know there's a long way to go, but I'm doing okay. Yeah, for any kids listening, that is uh, that's true. Santa does not exist. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I revealed he does. He might not exist, but then you went one stage further and brutally said that he he, he did exist, but he's dead and he's buried now. He's dead. <laughs> he's buried in where? Where is he buried? Somewhere in Ireland. Kids, if you're listening, he's buried on your bed. <laughs> He's buried in your wardrobe. <laughs> Don't open it at night, kids. Dead Santa zombie will get you. <laughs> what is he? What's, what's become of us? What is what's he having a sack? Shane? A gun? Um, look. <laughs> so unimaginative. It's just a gun. Not like anything horrific or scary just like just big old fucking gun just a pistol he with a silencer yeah yeah just goes into the silence for a quick hit gun <laughs> I hope to god there's no children listening to this why would they there's a curse word in the title they shouldn't be allowed to listen yeah go out and play anyway um <laughs> I actually didn't really... So here's the thing. I don't know loads about leprechauns and their origins and uh, what they're supposed to be about. But did you know that if, if you... The myth goes, if you if you capture a leprechaun, he'll give you three wishes, provided you let him go. Did you did you know that? I'll be honest. I didn't think it was wishes. I thought if you captured him, you got the pot of gold. Oh, right. Okay. Three wishes. That's a bit genius, isn't it? But one of your wishes could be, give me your pot of gold. Well, if I have a wish, I'd probably wish for all the gold in the world. Why would I want his fucking pot? I would probably. I would wish for. I would like to have a. I would like to have. Strong bones. Okay. Stronger than any bones ever, and I would just be a lot more of a free spirit. I'd skateboard. I would do a lot of things that I wouldn't normally do. I would get places quicker by just jumping off things, and I'd be okay at the end of it. Do you understand what I mean? Right. Right. I'm on an escalator. So hard. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> You've been offered three. No. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, no. You've been offered three wishes. Yeah. One of which could be to be like invincible or teleport anywhere. Not interesting. But what you've want what you've asked for there is stronger bones so you could skateboard somewhere real fast and not worry about falling off. 
Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm not worried about falling. I'm worried about falling off, but I know it'll be okay. But what I'm saying is, if I am on an escalator, say I'm on the tube in London, I'm on those escalators. Oh, yeah. nightmare! People just crowding it, can't get down them. in yeah. time. I just like throw myself down that middle bit, and I'll be fine. Not teleportation. You want to be able to throw yourself down the middle bit. Yeah. And your skin will still be damaged, let's be clear. That's my second but wish. But your bones will be intact. No, my second wish <laughs> is skin that does okay. not damage. Great, can't, can't argue with that. And you know what my third wish is? A mobile for this <sighs> podcast. There you go. <laughs> mobile award. Let's look back at the origin of the leprechaun. How did it all come about? Where did, where did the story first uh, get told? They think that the legend of the leprechaun can be traced back to 8th century. Um, tales of, of things known as there were stories about water spirits uh, which were known as Lukrupan which which in Irish sure. means small body it sounds like a German beer pint of Lukrupan half a pint of Lukrupan I'll have half a pint of Lukrupan I'm driving um, <laughs> the story goes that, that these, spirit, these water spirits merged with a household fairy and developed a penchant for heavy drinking <gasps> So these wee fairies just went about like boozing it up, breaking into people's houses, glugging down their booze. Uh, according to some other researchers, the term leprechaun actually comes from the Irish term Leith Brogan, which means shoemaker. Um, Leith Brogan sounds like a guy from Game of Thrones, but they didn't use the scenes in the end. <laughs> Played by Ed Sheeran. You must visit Leith Brogan. Yeah, and he's just like, he's, he's dull. He does nothing to bring the story forward. <laughs> oh, that means la. It's la means half. Laprogan, leprechaun. Tomato, tomato. That makes sense, yeah. Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> now, going back just quickly there, when you say the water fairies merged with the house fairies... Okay. Bit of fairy Just sex. so we're clear. There yeah. wasn't some kind of like superhero-esque like radioactive accident where they merged DNA Not in back a lab. in those days, no. There was just kind of a massive fairy orgy. Yeah, it's probably a reach around. Um, and some and some and some kids were had. Yeah, you know you know how these old tales go. They're not in. You know they're how not these fairy the detail. orgies are. They're not. In, <laughs> they're not you know into what the those details of where we are. Um, leprechauns are often associated with wealth, particularly gold coins, uh, which we know. But but also um, they're actually cobblers, uh, which is strange that. People see leprechauns as these like ultra rich gold coin gathering guys, but, this but is it, isn't it? Because cobblers are very honest job. Gold, but they just kept it at the end of a rainbow and a rainbow and just continued to sort of just work day to day. Which I like. It's like when a lottery winner scoops eighty million in the Euro millions and keeps working in in Centra yeah. or in Spar. You know, you're like, you know, that's very admirable, must, but also why? You, why really the fuck are you doing it? I guess they just really like cobbling shoes then. They're, and apparently they're like once once the story of leprechauns grew and grew, that you know, the myth of the pot of gold, it's the sort of thing you hear as a kid and you go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But then you do sort of try it. You, you do think to yourself like that rainbow, that's maybe not that far. You know, you're like, that's probably only about a mile away. <laughs> I've definitely started to walk towards a rainbow. A hundred percent. At some point in my life, I and probably not that long ago, I tried to tried to walk towards the end of. I do remember as a kid being like, "Why don't people just go there then?" Like yeah. I can see it's right over there. It must be. It's just behind that house there. So that's in the next two three years. That's going to be a newspaper article. 
Irish author found on the hard shoulder of the M2 <laughs> speech marks. I was trying, trying to get to the to bottom find of the rainbow. End of rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> Woman found devastated on M1 upon discovering there is no end of rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> Just crying. Good, a good Samaritan brought her to a little chef. Oh, to take refuge. They would as well. That'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the most the most common myth about the leprechaun is the pot of gold. Um, I guarantee you, in America, there's probably fifty bars called the pot of gold or the leprechaun's pot of gold, pot of gold yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But I think that that yeah, it's probably the most common myth. And the myth is that you you might find these gold coins buried in the earth because uh, the leprechauns store store them all. People also question why leprechauns were hoarding all these gold coins because they, they couldn't actually spend it. You know? Yeah, what were they doing? They were mysterious, mythical creatures. They weren't going into, you know, tabernacles and alehouses. The leprechauns weren't worried about amassing a wealth as such. They were just fond of tricking humans and, and, and they just loved to have banter, basically, and play play pranks, which is pretty classic. Love it. In rare cases where humans catch leprechauns in, in old Irish folklore, uh, they always get easily outsmarted by the magical creatures. Because the leprechauns used to, in these stories, use people's greed against them. Oh, interesting. They're crafty. They're tricksters. We're going to talk a lot more about leprechauns. We're going to go into leprechauns in popular culture, talk about depictions of leprechauns. At the end of A Rainbow, there's gold. In the middle of this podcast, though, there's ads. And here they are now. This week, Clive Anderson is joined by comedian Stephen K. Amos on My Seven Wonders. The show where guests select their personal seven wonders of the world. Stephen discusses his fame down under, who inspires his comedy, and how he got on during lockdown. My dad, early 80s, came to stay with me for two weeks of the lockdown. I had no idea after all these years that he is a twat. I had no idea, Clive, that the heating in my house could be set to lava. And I said to him, why is the heating on so high? And without skipping a beat, he just said, I don't pay the bill here. Now, this <laughs> is it's the kind of thing I have to deal with. Listen to My Seven Wonders with Clive Anderson on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to this episode of We're Not Fucking Historians with Shane Todd and Hazel Hayes. Hazel, watch your ankles because we're talking about leprechauns. Okay. Just I'm just imagining a few of them running around. Although you're in London, so there wouldn't be How any... small do you think leprechauns are? Well, you can have child leprechauns. What do they do to your ankles? They just run about and probably like, well, as we've established, they'll probably try and steal your shoes the minute you try and research the subject. In fact, hold on a second. <laughs> Where the fuck are my trainers? Oh, no. <laughs> They've got me. <laughs> They're got out me. again. Have you seen the movie? I haven't. The Disney movie. Because when you mention leprechauns, a lot of people associate them with this. Have you seen Darby O'Gill and the Little People? Do you know what I think I did as a child? I think I have vague memories of it. He's huge, isn't he? He's not huge, they're little, but like it looks like he's huge and he's on an island or something and there's all these tiny people. But there he stood with an angry little goblin and his face as fierce as fire. King Brian, my old boy, oh, I've got you at last. And I'm not going to let you go until you grant me the favour of three grand wishes. Granted. Granted. 
see, I haven't seen it. It's from 1959, very famous Disney film. But is that not exactly the premise of Gulliver's Travels? Now, here's the thing. Can I just, can I say something? You didn't pick up on this. A lot of people won't, but some people will have. I can do a lot of things. I can do stand-up comedy. I can play football. But one thing I can't do is say Gulliver. (laughs) Fuck me. Gulliver's Travels. I say Gulliver's Travels. Gullivals travels, right? And I could try five thousand times, but I would never say Gullivals travels. Every time I would say Gulliver's travels. Oh, I nearly said it there. Gullivals travels every time. Gulliver. Gullivals travels. <laughs> I just can't do it. I just can't do it. But you, there ran, you, go. you ran before you could walk. That's there, what happened there. there you go. Yeah, you also say archaeological, but I I just tend not to correct you on shit. Archaeological. 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 There you go. There you go. I've learned that. And look, can I also say this totally unrelated to leprechauns um, and Irish history? It is in a way. I know people down south in Ireland say or te and say or yeah. instead of R. And can I just say, I don't want to restart yeah. any beef between the north and the south, but I hate that. Okay. Like with a passion, or te. Sorry. No, you're leaning into that too much. Just say RTE. To be fair, I've lost it quite a lot. I, it tends to only reappear now when I'm talking to you. I'm trying to reintroduce my oars. If I asked you who sang Ignition Remix, what would you say? R.E.M. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> who sang that? I don't know who the fuck that is. It was, I was uh, trying to think of a band with oar in it. It was, Ignition Remix is obviously what by... What the fuck is Ignition Remix? I was like, that's not an R.E.M. song. What are you doing? It's the remix to Ignition. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. Oh! Ruling the- or Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. Slag off Hazel's accent. We could have fun all day. <laughs> How about you say situation? How about that? Oh, I don't even know what that is. But look, Or <laughs> Kelly, is that's funny to me. That, I mean, he's a terrible guy, but, um, but there you go. Um, I haven't seen Darby O'Gill and the Little People, but... I think that came out in 1959. So I think a lot of people around the world, because Disney is so huge, um, saw that film. And I, I, I imagine what it's like, if that makes sense, the film. Like, I can picture it. Yeah. I think if you've just got a, a rough sort of racist idea of Ireland, it's just sort of, it's just sort of that. Yeah, it's as close as we can get to, to um, feeling like people are being racist towards us. We're like, I oh, guess. you've made this film. You know, it's not, just, just these, these wee guys run the boat. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think you could move to London in the 70s or 80s and you'd know you'd know farewell what it was like to have racism towards you. But uh, yeah, fair. <laughs> no, that, that film's a close second, I would say for sure. Come here and I tell you, have you seen, you won't have seen it, but did you even see the trailer for Wild Mountain Time? Yeah, I saw the trailer. I haven't seen the film. Oh my lord! I watched it again last night. I just, I just put the trailer on because I was like, I need to be reminded that that actually existed because it's like a fever dream. Once upon a time, there were two farms: the Muldoon farm where Rosemary lived, and right down the road was my farm, where my son and why couldn't they get any Irish people? They got Christopher Walken. Emily Blunt. They've got Jamie Dornan, but he's not. He's from Northern Ireland, so he's putting on an accent as though he's from the South. And just the whole cast are just flouncing about these fields, which have been way oversaturated. Ireland is not that green, people. And it's this horrific rom-com situation where everybody talks like this. 
and sure wasn't I only down there with the horse. It's like, what can are you I just doing? say though, in in fairness, can I just say I think you think you think you're doing a voice that's different from your voice there, <laughs> but that was just your voice. <laughs> Look, Dario Gill and the Little People. Walt Disney, as it was being made, was was consulting with the Irish Folklore Commission as it was happening. Um, so so he was like contacting people in Ireland. Saying like, That's look, fair. we want to we want to portray you guys in in, in the right way, um, but yeah, the image of leprechauns has has, has been updated um, since even the even they're the kind of cool now. They're kind of cool, <laughs> like the beards a little bit more shaped. There's yeah, a little yeah. bit of beard oil going on there. Yeah, um, got AirPods in. Yeah, and and you know, look, yeah. you fly to Dublin, you go walk around Temple Bar, you'll see imagery of 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 leprechauns everywhere. Americans love it. Uh, the leprechaun has yeah it's just been really taken to the hearts of of americans uh notre dame uh university all their like mm-hmm. sports teams their mascot is uh, a leprechaun and it's also obviously the symbol of lucky charms cereal i loved lucky charms as a kid as a kid were you allowed to have them as a kid i think i was allowed them until my parents saw what they did to me and then yeah. and then that stopped you know when i it's hijacked like giving the your child cocaine like yeah. it's not much different yeah, and my, my mom and dad kept trying to take it off me, and I would say, you know, I would tell people they're always after my lucky charms. Good. Have you seen Austin Powers? No, I'm familiar. I just didn't laugh. Ah, that's, well, that's, I mean, that's fine. I just thought it was a problem with Zoom. <laughs> with this delicious frosted oat cereal, we're going to have a great breakfast. <laughs> frosted lucky charms. They're magically delicious. You know, Dario Gill and the Little People, maybe it might have offended some people, but apparently the worst depiction of it is the Leprechaun movies that starred, that starred Warwick Davis. Yeah, so they're like horror movies. Yeah, I think those movies were like a worse portrayal. I mean, the Leprechaun is essentially completely evil and just kills a bunch of people. Yeah, which, you know, we we, we got murderers here, for sure. <laughs> I'm sure there are murderers. And, not, and, and they're not all if, tall. If there are Leprechauns. They're not all tall. Um, but look... I'll, the main thing is a lot of people um, think that leprechauns are like a, a symbol of, of mortality, like the fable of the leprechaun. I think a lot of people saw it as a, as almost like a warning not to be invested in like get rich quick schemes or things like that. Like the the, the fact they, they trick people who seek the pot of gold um, mm. is, is apparently meant to be some sort of life lesson that there is not this rainbow with a pot of gold in the but you actually have to yeah, work hard yeah, yeah. for money and things yeah like, like you're saying they they tend in the stories to use people's greed against them so i guess the moral is always like greed ain't good but green is good and i think you and i can agree no leprechaun should be red yeah that's odd the the the, the where that comes from apparently is um in some irish folklore uh, they're depicted as uh, little men who wore red and tri-cornered hats irish novelist samuel lover in, in his 1831 book, Legends and Stories of Ireland, uh, describes him in that way. And according to Carolyn White, A History of Irish Fairies, Hazel, get ready, there's no record of any female leprechauns existing. And I think that that is wrong. Well, it's, I mean, it's confusing because obviously I'm wondering how they procreated now, but they are mythical, magical creatures. So I'm sure they had their ways. I'm sure the the fairy orgies were slightly different to how we're imagining them. They were just all guys and there kept being new leprechauns. So I think I don't think it's wrong to assume that all leprechauns were gay and able to procreate, which I think is actually quite beautiful. I think that really is the rainbow, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. A utopian, all-male, all-gay society? Yeah. 
It's called heaven and it's in Soho. (laughs) (laughs) And it is indeed a beautiful place. (laughs) That's where, if we ever win an award, that's where we're having our after party. (laughs) Well, that's where we're going. 2am on a Saturday night, man. I'm going to leave you with um, two bits of trivia. Um, the story of the, le- the leprechauns over a thousand years old, but there was a sighting as recently as 1989 by this pub landlord guy called PJ O'Hare in Carlingford. He says he heard screams uh, from a well and found the remains and clothing of a leprechaun, which he now keeps on display in his pub. Um, and the town now has an annual leprechaun hunt, <laughs> although the object of the game is to find little plastic versions of leprechauns that they leave through the town. And I think it's fair to say that that man is demented and was probably drunk. I think just drunk is probably enough. Or he planted them there himself to bring a bit of custom into the pub. Yeah, I think that's what he's done. I think he is a little leprechaun himself. He likes gold. He he was an auctioneer and he was a county councillor and a businessman. He owned this pub here that you're standing in at the moment. And uh, he was selling property to a man on on the mountain, an American. And um, he heard a scream coming from the area of the wishing well, which is on Sleefoy in Carlingford. And he went over to investigate. And when he went over, he found what you see here is the suit and the bones, which are over here. And in the, co- in the pocket of the suit, there were four gold coins. And beside them, there was an area of scorched earth. So he brought them down. And he brought them in here, and we believe that they are authentic, the only authentic artefacts of leprechauns ever found in Ireland. Do you think on the uh, the We're Not Fucking Historians tour of Ireland, do you think that should be one of our stops? Oh, I think so. I think that'd be a great time. I take back what I said about him. Please give me free pints. Um, <laughs> will tell us where we should go on that tour. Hello at nothistorians.com. And for anything else, do email yeah, us at that address. But the last thing I want to tell you is that leprechauns, yeah. this is genuinely true, leprechauns are protect, a protected species under EU law, and that is true. That is not true. Sleeve Foy Loop, which is in Carlingford, is officially protected land for the 236 leprechauns that apparently live in Ireland. This local lobbyist group, right, uh, again, these people are in Carlingford, which is actually a great spot. Uh, managed to convince th- this is true. <laughs> managed to convince the EU that the area should be protected, and it's now under the European Habitats Directive. So technically, leprechauns may or may not be real, but the land that they supposedly live in is protected. Okay. So leprechauns, in a way, have to be a bit real. This year, the 236 remaining little fellas are resting a little easier. That's because the EU has cordoned off a protection zone, a leprechaun sanctuary. Those who swear to have seen the little people say the leprechaun community is overjoyed. Uh, I was with the dog, it was a quarter past 11. As I came to the area of the Slate Rock, I saw three leprechauns. What do you think the little people are saying among themselves uh, about this new directive? Well, I think I know what they're saying. Uh, I know what they're saying is that they're particularly pleased about it. What I want to finish by saying is, if we're making the leprechaun movie, because they've made... The Leprechaun movie Warwick Davis, which was bad. Not Warwick Davis, but like him. It's very funny. I like Dingy did Richard We love Warwick. Not a huge fan of the Leprechaun films. We don't know about Darby or Gill and the little people, but if we were to create the Leprechaun movie that the Irish people want to see, I think somebody... Can I just throw someone out there? I think it'd be pretty good to play a Leprechaun. A little guy who likes money. The Edge from from U2. Nice. I see what you've done there. I think he'd play an excellent little Leprechaun. 
I would pick Michael Flatley. Flatley's quite tall, though, no? He'd be quite quite a big guy. Yeah, but not in stature, but in, you know, figuratively a little man who likes a lot of money. I'm going to go with Flatley. Tuberty, Ryan Tuberty, he'd be a little leprechaun. He is notoriously extremely tall. Oh, really? Tubbs! If you had said to me what height is Irish TV presenter, chacho host Ryan Tuberty, I would have said, I'm not joking, five foot seven. Ryan Tuberty is apparently six feet, two and a half inches tall. Oh my God, the man would leave me in a shadow. Yeah, if we ever, if we get on the late late, I'm standing you back to back. Do you remember when you did in school? I'm standing you in Tubbs, f- shoes off, back to back. And then I'm going to use my hand to very accurately, scientifically measure the tops of your heads. And you know what will happen when we go to put our shoes back on? We'll realise that they're not there and we'll have to go to Carlingford and (gasps) hunt them down. (laughs) I love it. You can go back, hear all the previous episodes on our feed. We're not fucking historians. If you stumbled upon this by mistake, you know, I don't know where I'm listening to this. You can hear it on all of the audio platforms also here's on our own social media all the social media sites all the big ones all the main <laughs> social all media the sites uh, the Hazel Hayes she and Todd or she and Todd comedy whatever the fuck for anything else the email address is hello and not historians.com okay speaking of email I have an email from a lovely listener would you like to hear it I would, I would love to hear it this is from Niall he says hi two wee things from the Queen Maeve show Oh, he's going to correct us, isn't he? Uh-oh. I'm tempted to just delete this. <laughs> <laughs> I have that power. No, I'll read it. I'll read it. Cooley is in North Louth. If you've ever been to a hen party, you'll have heard of Carlingford. It's in Cooley. We just talked about Carlingford. Yep, we did. I um, went to Carlingford Lock as a child. It's lovely. On a hen do? Not on a hen do. No, no I've, I've also never been to Carlingford for a hen do. Uh, he says, and if you want to get talking to someone about the Tawn March then get in contact with the Glen Gat guest house in Dundalk. <laughs> oh, God. Tim Mullins is the owner, and he started the march. His do- He started the march. Oh, my God. His daughter is Queen Maeve in the march. He's pretty sound, and it'll be great to help you if you do a show on Coo Colin. Cheers. Oh, I love that. Niall. Oh, my God. Tim Mullins, if you're listening. Yeah. Niall, can I just say, Niall, it started off a little bit salty and then nice towards the end, like you helped us <laughs> out. He didn't actually. He wasn't salty. I read that in a salty tone. Two wee things about the Queen Maeve show. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, oh, fuck. <laughs> no, that's lovely. Thank you, Niall. That's wonderful. Um, we'll we'll certainly get in touch with Tim. We don't want <laughs> criticism, only praise. Um, yeah, yeah, we, we let's go and stay. We'll, we'll go and stay with Tim. And also, you know, Tim, maybe doesn't always have to be your own daughter that is Queen Maeve maybe give that title out to different people yeah but that's that's, maybe we'll meet his daughter and go like oh who else could be Queen Maeve you know what I mean Yeah, I'm sure she's a great Queen Maeve Um, but yeah for anything else hello at nothistorians.com and remember vitally important until next time (laughs) we're not fucking historians see you next Tuesday Good evening, my boys! You know, UK Garage, man, that's a true British identity. It's all good. It's all good. Okay. The best UK Garage act is... We're Not Fucking Historians is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.
Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.